Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the NFL Draft Triple Take presented by UPMC. Mike Pursuta, Matt Williamson, and Dale Lawley with you once again as we continue our assault on the upcoming NFL Draft at the end of April. We've been going through our lists position by position. We're in the process of hitting the positions for a second time, and today we hit you with our third mock round one, and the beauty of this is Hey, your uh, NCAA tournament bracket is no doubt busted by now, but mock drafts live on at least until the end of April. Everybody's got a winner. If they're doing them in St. Peter's, they have a winning mock draft right about now. Uh, but Matt, a bone to pick with you before we uh, kick oh, things okay. off or as we kick things off, this being our third mock draft, I wanted to color outside the lines a little bit and see what that would look like and kind of shake things up and go against conventional wisdom or the consensus uh, public uh, and or media and you did the same thing you stole my thunder <laughs> mocking Malik Willis quarterback Liberty to the Detroit Lions on the second round yeah and part of me is kind of like what you mentioned the second pick excuse second me second pick second overall round. right right and just kind of want to see what happens if it does go down that way and, and I think Willis is obviously a Massive talent. You know, we've talked about him in our quarterback triple takes. I mean, obviously, you know, people around here are very familiar with his work. There's a lot there to work with. But if you're the Lions, it's actually not a bad landing spot. You know, Goff can hold down the fort. They've built an offensive line. There's a lot of quarterback friendly options like Hawkinson and Swift and Ahmad St. Brown, and they added DJ Chark. So if they can't get Hutchinson, I don't think it's crazy, but part of me thinks, hey, Willis could not even go in the top 15. You know what? You could throw in uh, the stability of a new staff that's just one yeah, year yeah. in and seemingly pretty popular with the fan base and ownership, some positive signs. And he is a, a complement to the existing guy, Jared Goff. He could be your third down guy, your, your right, goal right. line guy. You could get a little something. That, yeah, I think it makes a great deal of sense. And as Dale is well aware, having been to Mobile, Alabama, uh, Dan Campbell and Malik Willis were in close proximity during exactly. senior bowl week. Dale, do you, you buy into this craziness? Matt and I are talking Malik Willis second overall to the lions. I could see it happening guys. I, I just don't know if he goes at two. I, I think that might be a little rich. I mean, I, I think when you're picking it two, uh, you want to get a sure, a surefire home run. Um, you know, I, 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 I see that your point, your side of this, but I just don't think they go that direction. In fact, I have them taking uh, Ekawanu uh, with uh, Aiden Hutchinson gone. Um, I know they have a strong offensive line. They could play him at guard for a year. Uh, they're, they're starting left tackle, uh, whose name escapes me right now. Uh, Decker, yeah. Decker, yeah. I, I believe, will be a free agent after, after this season. So, you, you know, you could kind of – help yourself out in that direction as well. And you could still resign Decker and he keep Ekwano at guard, but you have options then. Well, let's, uh, let's proceed here with Mach three, the way we did Mach two. And that is rather than go over every pick and, and beat the horse until it's well past its expiration date, we'll kind of take it in third. So Dale, we'll stick with you. Uh, your top 10, a uh, little chalky, a uh, little, little down the middle, anything uh, jump out at you in, in your first 10 selections here. Yeah, some of the some of the edge rushers are kind of getting moved up the board. In particular, uh, George Karloftis I had going at ten uh, mm-hmm. because of the, because of the Ajabo injury. Uh, I think that's going to shuffle things quite a bit. Good um, pro day too. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good pro day for him. 
uh, the Ajabo injury. Uh, you know, I, I think what's going to happen here. In fact, I know this is going to happen. I heard this uh, when I was down at the owners meeting is a lot of the guys now aren't going to go through the drills and run at their pro days because of what happened to David Ajabo. Um, you know, you're talking about a guy who was a, you know, a, a, a pretty much a, a first round pick. And now he's probably going to fall into the second round because of that Achilles tendon injury. And I think that's going to cause a lot of these other guys to not work out after this. It's also going to, uh, it's also going to benefit guys like George Carl and maybe even like, you know, a Jermaine Johnson guys of that, that nature. Matt, let's take a look at your top 10 picks and uh, what uh, did you find intriguing beyond uh, Malik Willis to Detroit at second overall? Kind of harp on what Dale said about these edge pass rushers getting pushed up. We mentioned I had Willis at two, but my other top four were all edge rushers, three, three edge rushers and Willis. And that could go a lot of different directions. I mean, predicting what Houston's going to do at three is very difficult. They could, they could, use, they could take anything. They yeah. can do anything, right. <laughs> but then that played into Carolina, you know, sitting there with Evan Neal versus quarterback two. I think that becomes an easy choice for them to take the tackle. And then, you know, harping on the quarterback thing, at eight with Atlanta and nine with Seattle, I think they those two teams are extremely quarterback needy and Willis Pickett, whomever, could end up at eight or nine. But both those teams, to me, they both traded, you know, potential Hall of Fame quarterbacks this offseason. The status of their roster, I think it's build the nest time for next year's quarterback. I would not really be in the quarterback market if I were Seattle and Atlanta. I think those rosters are in bad shape right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with you again. Uh, I've, I've got it the same way. I've got Atlanta taking Chris Olave from The Ohio State okay. University. Yeah, now, I gave him Garrett Wilson. So right. Uh, yeah. To me, they're the same guy. I mean, I know they're different players, but they're both elite receivers. I happen to like Olave a little better sure. just, just because, just from watching games over the years. Uh, and I've got Seattle taking uh, Ikwanu. From uh, NC State, and I gave him Charles Cross. You know, I, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, I emphasize the edge rushers pretty good as well. My number one to Jacksonville is Trayvon Walker. Uh, I'm not sure it's going to be. A, it's still not going to be a tackle because Cam Robinson is only brought back theoretically for the short term, uh, and you could always draft your guy and play him at guard this year, and then move him to tackle next year. But I went Walker number one. I I think he is the most intriguing. I think he's the Malik Willis yeah, of yeah. edge rushers. Uh, not that he played at a lower level, but I, I want to look back five years from now and see who's done the most and who's had the higher upside. I'm not convinced it's not Trayvon Walker. And I've also got Kenny Pickett going to Carolina at six. I think Willis gets people thinking about quarterbacks. And I think Matt Rule, you know, similar situation to Atlanta and Seattle. They got a guy, but is he the guy? Uh, Matt Rule once had uh, Kenny Pickett agree to come play for him at Temple University. And uh, it never worked out, but there's a history with those guys. So, uh, as I said, I'm trying to shake it up a little bit and, and see what this thing looks like. That's, yeah. uh, guys, uh, the one thing that, that's going to change, we still have a month before the draft. Something's going to happen with a couple of these quarterback situations one way or the other. I, I, I do believe that, like, something, the, the Browns will do something with Baker Mayfield. Uh, the, you know, there's still Garoppolo a good chance. Move. There's still a good chance that something happens with Garoppolo, and that could – shake up the quarterback market as we've seen already. And that's why we'll do a mock four. And that's why we'll five. do them again. <laughs> we'll do this as many times as we have to, to get it Real right. Mike, those two, those two selections you just uh, mentioned there. I want to harp on a little bit. Cause I almost put Walker at one. If you look at the, 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 uh, the Jags GM going back to his Niners days, 
he drafts no short arm guys. You know, he wants Alden Smith. And the only knock on Hutchinson is he's got short arms. Uh, you mentioned the rule picket connection. Well, do you happen to know where the Carolina Panthers uh, owner went to college? He's a pit guy. <laughs> there you go. This is looking yeah. better and better. <laughs> we put our heads together. We talk it out. We get it figured out. Uh, Dale, let's get back to you. Uh, take me through uh, 11 uh, through 20 on your list. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you like about it? What did you throw at the wall? You know, I, I, Jamison Williams to me is one of the toughest guys to slot. They're, he and Tyler Linderbaum are the two guys that I look at and go, okay, yeah. they're both kind of first-round talents, but the fit has to be right. I, slot, I slotted Linderbaum right out of the first round, by the way. Did you? Did you? Well, that's, yeah. that's one way to do it. Uh, I, had, I, had, I got Jamison Williams going to the Commanders at 11, uh, and then I had Linderbaum going to the Vikings at 12. And I know the Vikings have, uh, you know, Garrett Bradbury at center. Um, they can move him to guard. Uh, his contract is up after this year, I believe. So there's, there's things that you can do there. And, you know, I think, you know, the, the, you just look at the, how he would fit in that offense uh, w- would work um, because he's just start, he doesn't fit in every offense. And, you know, with Jamison Williams, you're probably going to have to wait a little while to, to get him on the field. But man, when you get him on the field, you probably have the best wide receiver in this draft. So uh, you know, and then after that, it was the receivers started coming off the board pretty quickly. Matt, just from your, uh, you know, scouting background and scouting experience, guys such as the one Dale just uh, mentioned, uh, Jameson Williams and mm-hmm. um, Ajabo, and if there's any other injuries out there, can that status change between now and draft day, or do they pretty much make their decisions, hey, this guy's probably not ready, so plan that way? Um. Well, one thing I think we need to stress is there is another gathering in Indianapolis between now and the draft for just a select few medical rechecks. And I'm sure both those young men will be there. And it's always good to get a hold of that list because when you you sit there and you're broadcasting live with Dale and everybody and somebody's there in the third round that you thought was going to be in the first, but, oh, he went to the medical recheck. Maybe there's something more wrong with him than we thought or there was more concerning. Um, That being said, though, like a guy like Williams to me, I might be or a Jabo, really. And I actually have a Jabo going at the end of the first round to the Lions because of the fifth year option. If I don't need him right away, again, a job out of the Lions, they missed out on Hutchinson because they took Willis, that I want that fifth-year option because if I have to redshirt him and then I only have three more, then it's not that attractive to me. But if I redshirt him and I have four more when I'm apparently a better team, that's appealing to me. Yeah, I, I couldn't have uh, stated it any better. I also think they fix knees now. Uh, right, they do. Right. Yeah. Medicine's come a long way, yeah. Especially for the especially for the lighter guys. I know a lot of Steeler fans will look at that and go, "Well, you know, Zach Banner. Well, he's a he's a heavier guy." That you're Mm -hmm. talking here about. uh, And Matt and I have talked about this on the drive, where offensive players coming back off of something like that, they know where they're running. They're not in a read and react kind of situation. Like, well, in theory, they know where they're running. You would hope (laughs) so. Yeah, they're they're supposed to know where they're running. Yeah. So you know, a guy like Jamison Williams you know, can get back on the field a little bit quicker, uh, you know, than, than, you know, from an ACL uh, with a Jabo, it's, a, it's an Achilles. Um, you know, we've seen guys come back from Achilles that same year. Um, you know, that seems to be a very common injury. Now I don't, I don't remember hearing that injury as much 20 years ago. Do you Mike? I do not. 
I do not. But now it's suddenly it's become a, a more prevalent yeah. in the, in the football game. And I, I you know, I, I guess it's the, a, a quick twitch injury or a Mark Caboli injury. One of the two. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's go with the former. Uh, to me, the fascinating part of the middle is Philadelphia because the Eagles are picking a sure. 15, 16 and 19. I've got them going with the Karloftis from Purdue. They love defensive linemen uh, in Philly, particularly defensive ends. Uh, he's starting to move up as we alluded to at the start of the broadcast here today. I've got the Eagles taking Jameson Williams at 16 because I don't think they'll be able to resist. And you get that uh, Jalen Hurts, Williams, and uh, the guy they took last year, and uh, they're in pretty good shape, roll tide. And uh, at 19, I went cornerback. Matt, you've got him taking uh, Devin Lloyd. So we're both thinking defense, but uh, different position there at pick 19. Yeah, I also went receiver edge with London and Jermaine Johnson at 15 and 16. Yeah. And then I went with Devin. So we're, t- we're talking apples and apples, just kind of different apples. Yeah. For the year. I did it backwards. I took Stingley first with them for 15, then London, and then Devin Lloyd. Yeah. So. Stingley, Stingley, another guy who maybe should be at that uh, gathering in Indianapolis that uh, right, Matt yeah, referenced. Right, right. Well, his, kinda... his, he said he's going to work out of this pro day next week. Uh, LSU is next week. Again, we'll see if that now happens because of what happened to Ajabo. But, yeah, he's he's definitely a guy that, that people are going to want to have back to check on that foot. Yeah, Another one, uh, one of my favorite players in this draft, Jordan Davis, a defensive tackle from Georgia. I've got him going to the Chargers because the Chargers had problems stopping the run. Draft him. Now you don't have problems stopping the run. That's my theory. I think this kid's special, and uh, I think he's going to be an impact player sooner rather than later. In the NFL, Dale, we'll start it. One, with one the- quick note. I'm sorry because I want to just want to bring this up about Linderbaum. I had Linderbaum going 14 to the Ravens, but only because there was a run in my mock of Jordan Davis and corners falling left and right. I, if Linderbaum doesn't go to Baltimore, they kind of have a hole at center right now. He could fall away. You know, to Dale's original yeah. point or yeah. mine. Yeah, you're you're only having the you, you had him drop it out. Yeah. yeah, see you tomorrow. Uh, let's get let's get to twenty in your Pittsburgh Steelers. Dale, take the floor, please. I got him to getting uh, Malik Willis in this scenario. Um, I, I just think that some of those other quarterback spots are going to get taken. Um, you know, I, I know they want him potentially. Uh, you know, as a long term answer. Maybe that happens. Maybe it doesn't. I, I think he would be tough to pass on. And they're really the only guy that I considered in that spot at twenty who was still available in my draft was Trent McDuffie. My, my cornerbacks fell a little bit farther. And then there was I had a run there in the mid-20s of, of cornerbacks. It went McDuffie, Andrew Booth, and then Kyler Gordon and, and Kair Elam all went in that bottom half of the uh, the first round. Yeah, mine's um, a little later, but, yeah, I'm feeling yeah. you on that. I mean, the, the corners go. Uh, that's, that's uh, yeah, you know, they, yeah. they typically go in the first round. So it would be a tough choice for the Steelers, I think, over, you know, between Malik Willis and a guy who I think is really talented like Trent McDuffie that they could use as well. So uh, that would be interesting. Matt, you've got him uh, going wide receiver, which is, again, there are, I don't think there are any wrong answers here. Uh, there's just different interpretations of, you know, priority of, of hole filling. And uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Williams. I'm not too concerned about the injury thing. Uh, I take it, Matt, that you are not either. No, and a couple of the names that were thrown out there, Willis was gone. Jordan Davis was gone. Trent McDuffie was gone. Trevor Penning was gone. So uh, not that this is a consolation prize, but I think Williams, if he's clean, is probably the best receiver in this draft. And I've been saying on the drive, if you give me four and a half years of Jamison Williams on a rookie contract, 
that's well worth the 20th pick to me. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, particularly with the, the position being in flux. I mm-hmm. went with Devin Lloyd of Utah. Now, in my okay. scenario, Malik Willis is long gone, and Jordan Davis uh, goes to the Chargers, as, as I mentioned, uh, you know, run-stuffing, uh, instant uh, run-stuffing there for the uh, L.A. Chargers. Those guys would be, if I was doing the picking, I would rank them in that order, Willis, Davis, and then Lloyd would be third. If Lloyd, for some reason, wouldn't be there, then, Matt, I'd be with you on that wide receiver train. Okay. And there's a lot of receivers you get in day two, too, so it's a lot to weigh there. And, uh, Matt, we'll stick with you as we uh, round it out, picks 21 uh, through number 32. Uh, what do you got that uh, stands out? One thing I, I think is now we're talking receivers. All of a sudden, these playoff teams, like, I don't think they were happy in my mock that the Steelers took a wide out because the Patriots <laughs> are right behind them. And then Green Bay's now got two picks, but they don't have Devontae Adams. Kansas City has two picks, but they don't have Tyreek Hill. So, you know, I could see some of these receivers going pretty high, and I could see some of these playoff teams, maybe even Tennessee, not being super thrilled about it. Uh, in my draft, though, Kansas City ended up with Carl Loftus. I don't know if he can last that long. And Dotson from Penn State. And the Packers ended up with Alave, who certainly could go earlier than 22. And I also gave them uh, Raymond, the tackle from Central Michigan. Yeah, I, I was. I had the same uh, slot there. Dale, uh, you mentioned uh, your run on corners uh, gets uh, well underway here. And uh, I find it interesting, you know, this is the third time we've done this. For some reason, I've had Jahan Dotson to the Chiefs in every every version of it, <laughs> yeah. even though they're even though their goalpost even is when they moving a little bit. Uh, you've got the same thing. He just looks like a, a Chiefs receiver to me. It has to be. I mean, it just does because they they've lost some guys in free agency. You know, they traded Tyreek Hill. The only real addition has been Juju Smith Schuster. They need speed. Uh, Jahan Dotson would bring that, and I think that makes a lot of sense. And then. You know, I had him taking uh, Dax Hill, the safety out of Michigan, at 30 as well um, because, you know, we, what's going on with, with Tyron Mathow and them? And uh, even if, the, even if they, they re-signed Mathow, I mean, they were starting – they were running Daniel Sorensen out there a lot last year. They could certainly use oh, a, an, up, an upgraded safety. They've been doing safety. that for years. They've been yeah. doing that. Yeah. And he, he, he would give them a lot of options. And, Matt, I'm, uh, I'm with you on a job at 32. You know, the, the Lions have five picks in the top 97 – and if they don't take Hutchinson uh, up top, which in my scenario, they would have that opportunity uh, or they might not. Uh, they got to get the other Michigan Wolverine and uh, you know right. throw, throw a little bone to the fans. And plus, I, again, upside, this guy is in his infancy in terms of development. He's got the physical skills. He's obviously competitive enough. Uh, he's a fast learner. And uh, I think there's a lot to like there. Uh, so I, if I'm if I'm Detroit, I'm going to take him. And again, pending the medicals, but uh, what what's the early uh, guess? Is he's ready for camp or the season? Right around, you know, sometime in that frame. Probably end yeah. of Septemberish. Yeah. yeah. So, and I looked at it this way: like, hey, hey, Lions fans, no offense, but you're probably not winning the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. So if I only get four years of his five year contract, I'm still really happy as opposed to taking him you know, the second pick in the second round. I want that fifth-year option for the injured guys. Well, here's what I here's what I did with the Lions, guys. I had the Lions taking Kenny Pickett at 32. Okay. And then putting Jared Goff up for trade. Oh, Makes just going right to Pickett. Going right to Pickett. They could get something for Jared Goff right now. I believe they could as well. That's an interesting mm-hmm. scenario. I think that's possible. 
Hey, right now, anything's possible. It's <laughs> <laughs> the way it is. It's April, baby. Almost, yeah. So all three of us had two quarterbacks going in the first round, correct? I only had two. Yeah. Pickett and Willis. I had going in the first. I had Corral going to the Saints until oh, okay. the until the Andy Dalton development, uh, and I, uh, I, I took I, him off there. Uh, I had uh, Willis at two, Pickett at six, and I think that's it. Okay, I had Pickett to the Saints, and that and that was before the Dalton news. So uh, it, it seems unlikely that they would add three new quarterbacks this year. It, well, they they did move the other one to a tight end, so that's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to do it for Mach 3. Hope you got a kick out of that because we're certainly having a lot of fun uh, throwing it uh, back and forth and seeing where it lands. I want to remind everybody that uh, you can uh, access uh, all of these types of shows on all of the Steelers' social media platforms. Uh, we'll be doing it again real soon. Until then, thank you for finding us this time, wherever and however you found us. For Matt Williamson and Dale Lawley, I'm Mike Persuda. You've been listening to the NFL Draft Triple Take Mach 3, baby, presented by UPMC.